This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, father lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at Pemberton's The Best Damn How I Met Your Father podcast on the internet. I am one of your hosts, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? You know, I'm realizing you always say father lovers, but you should also say mother lovers, because what if they haven't fallen in love with the father yet, but they love the mother? That's fair. That is fair. They, you should uh, say, welcome to all mother and father lovers. See, now you're just making me say more things. <laughs> oh, because if your out spiel isn't twenty five fucking minutes long, God yeah, but, the but you know what? I don't, I don't want to wear them out before the, you know, get into the episode. Listen, sometimes <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta pump it in moods or uh, in, in, in what's the word I'm looking for? In cycles, you gotta give it to them a little bit. Half, half, pull it, bro. Half, half, hold. There you go, folks. Half, half, hold. Uh, all right, so. Before we get into this episode, we decided uh, we we got a couple of comments here that we wanted to talk about first. Uh, we got a we got a tweet here from Omar Zaran. He's uh you know he's commented a few different times about stuff. Chatted with him on on Twitter a few times, but he said, "Hey guys, great episode as always. This was about the the most recent one. There was one point that I wanted to bring up, and I was curious of your take on it." In the scene after they leave the restaurant, Vale and Charlie have this heart-to-heart about uh, him not wanting kids. And as someone who has never wanted kids of his own, it resonated with me. I feel like in a lot of uh, TV shows, sitcoms especially, we don't really see a lot of characters that don't, that don't want kids and are content, especially not men. Obviously, we had that with Robin in How I Met Your Mother, but it feels like a lot of male sitcom characters are expected to eventually fall in line and want a traditional family. So it, it was refreshing for me to see a man in, uh, in Charlie not do that yet. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Is this an evolution in the way we write modern characters or am I overthinking this? LOL. Great job as always. Been loving your guys' episodes on How I Met Your Father. And they have made the show that much more enjoyable for me. Yeah, thanks, Omar. Uh, so yeah, John. Great question. Yeah, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's kind of funny that you ask me <laughs> this question as a lead off because for the longest time I didn't want kids. It's true. Uh, so I see it as an evolutionary writing spot for TV because he's right. For the longest time, guys were just kind of like. 
Oh, we're not having kids. Oh, we're having a kid. Cool. Yep. Um, so yeah, it is. It's nice to see that it evolved a little bit. Now we can just get some of the other writing tropes to start to evolve a little bit. So that it's not always like, will they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? Maybe they'll. <laughs> maybe they'll finally give us a happy moment from like season one till the end, and like, you know. But it, it doesn't have to be like. I'm getting off topic with the question, but like. Okay. <sighs> people mind. see. People seem to enjoy it so when we go uh, off topic. So go. It's for just. It. <laughs> it's. It's weird because it's like the. Tro- there's different levels to the trope. So like, like the will they won't they? It's. I get annoyed because it's like. You watch a show and it's you're invested in these characters and it's like, okay, we get it. They're gonna end up together at some point, but you've got to have all this shit that piles in the way before they can, and then they get together and then you're instantly like. Here's another protagonist that could possibly ruin this relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's what bothers me about that is is the constant like break it. Like, I know there's a lot of shows that do this where it's like they finally get together, but then they break up. Then they get get together again, but then they break up back and forth. Yeah, it, it happened in in Scrubs a lot yes. with JD and Elliot so many times. Well, that's and why it's I love- like I love that show, obviously, but it's like it has been done to death since then. Yeah, and it's like I just yeah I just want like go look at like Parks and Rec as once once Andy and April got together they stayed together they were like the best couple 100%. throughout that show you know 100%. what I mean and that's what I want same with uh, like Jim and Pam now they threw they tried to you know they threw a little wrench in there in the last season but they never actually split up or anything you know not neither of them cheated on the other one or anything like that. Um, and and I like that, you know, once they got together, they allowed them to stay together. You know, you that's know what I, like. I like that you use the Pam and Jim reference. I'm going to go back to Scrubs, though, and say Carla and Turk. Yeah, Carla and Turk. They had a, a, they had a little one, bit yeah. of a back and forth in the first couple seasons. Yeah. But by season three, they start dating, and then they run the gauntlet of the show. And again, they have their little issues here and there, and there is a point where they, like, have the big fight, and it's like, Oh my God! Well, they won't. They separate, yeah. but in the end, they stay strong and they make it through. Yeah, I like shit like that. I don't. I was <laughs> telling you when I watched Castle, the fact that they back and forth it for the entire fucking show, pretty much of like, they're gonna date. No, they're not gonna date. Oh, they're gonna do it finally. No, yeah. they're not. And then it's like, okay, but yeah, the show because of that. I mean, I don't think it necessarily ruined the show, but it ruined because I still love that show, but it definitely didn't help the show. I'll say that. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) If it wasn't ruining the show, Cass was at least ruining crime scenes. Let's admit that. Okay, that's true, man. He was compromising crime scenes left and right. (laughs) But to get back to the point that was asked, there was a point (laughs) where I didn't want kids. And it's just it's a growing up phase and everybody grows up at a different rate at a different time. And things change because yeah. I was gung ho that I was never having kids, yeah. and now I can't imagine my life without my son. He's my fucking pride and joy. Like everything yeah. I do is for that kid. So yeah, well, I totally get that. Yeah, not tubby bastard over here who I co-host. <laughs> I do it for my son. What? 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 <laughs> so uh, what uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree with with pretty much everything that you were saying there. I do think that uh, it's an evolution of of the the way people write these types of characters. I mean, writing in general has has evolved a lot since 
you know, how I met your mother's days, you know what I mean? Over the last 15 years, a lot has changed when it comes to the way they write, especially sitcoms. Um, and most of it, I think, for the better, you know. I think they're, instead of just relying on a lot of the same old stuff, they're trying different things, going some different ways. Obviously, they're still relying on some classic tropes here and there, but, you I mean, know. Uh, you can't get away from the classic yeah. tropes, and that's the problem, but... Yeah. It doesn't always need to. I mean, look at Sophie. I mean, the the I get this is a takeoff from How I Met Your Mother, but do we really have to have Sophie like constantly like, oh man, I'm I'm hung up on Ian. Oh Jesse. Oh Drew. It's like, let her be her own person for a little while. She doesn't need to be Ted Mosby exactly. Like, yeah. let Sophie be a strong, independent woman and have a guy come up to her and be like, hey. You want to go out on a date and have her turn around and be like, excuse me, I'm out with my girlfriend right now. I'd really appreciate it if you back the fuck off. I mean, maybe we'll see that. You never know. And they might say the word fuck on this. I mean, they definitely used the word shit in this episode. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I love when that happens, man. I love it. I like when shows, since we're since we're not talking about the episode yet, and I'm sorry that we're getting off on all these. I That's like. Okay. Because we're talking about tropes and stuff. And I like it when a show can get away from, like, feeling stereotypical and just, like, mundane cookie-cutter shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, when shows like The Ranch come out and you watch it and it's like, they don't play by the rules. They wrote their own series of a show. There was cursing. There was reality. There was, like, real-life situations. And I was like, you know what? That's what I like in this show. Yeah. Especially because the relationship between uh, Colt and his father was just, it hit home. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, and we do have another. Uh, we have a uh, some comments from YouTube. Uh, from, all from the same person, this one. Uh, it's from at Miranda Ra on YouTube. Uh, she starts off, the problem with the donor theory is that in the first episode, future Sophie specifically said, your father and I didn't get together until much later, implying that they have a romantic relationship. So I want to address this first. I commented on it as, as well, but honestly, all that really could mean is that they do get together at some point, but who's to say that they stay together? Right. You know what I mean? I was going to say, that, that meant nothing. Yeah, yeah like... Uh, it doesn't have to mean that they were together in a like legit long lasting relationship and then had the kid at during that relationship. Um, but I understand why, like why that would be something that you would think about um, when talking about this donor theory. Like, Oh, well that was a thing that was said. So I get it. But I mean, it's a valid point. Easy but... ways, easy ways to, right around that if they choose to do the donor theory you know what i mean i'm just saying you got to keep all avenues open yeah, yeah this is an emergency situation we have the red lights and sirens going people we are trying to get to the end of this as fast as possible it's true okay the next the next one that she uh sent us uh so we were talking about scrubs right so she said after the 800th scrubs reference i finally decided to give the show a shot 100% because y'all don't stop making references, and I want to be in on it, LOL. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> I love that we've made a new Scrubs fan, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this one I think you will appreciate, John. 
Uh, she said, yeah, forklift driver high five. I feel like I never hear podcasters talk about their real jobs, and it made me incredibly happy to hear my job. So she's also a forklift driver. I mean, listen, so really quick before we get into this, uh, I would love for you to re-comment and tell us like what kind of forklift operating you do. Because uh, it's 95% of the time it's like factory-based, but like, is it like, are you doing like, refreshment moving are you doing like alcohol moving like i work in a warehouse that moves diesel engines so like 95 percent of my day i'm moving pallets full and pallet stacks of like pre-made engine blocks uh engine parts um 95 of the time my part is i'm loading truck so like i'm throwing shit onto a semi truck and it's it's interesting and i love it um I've run the gauntlet on jobs, though, so if you ever want to hear that, hit me up on Twitter. I mean, yeah. I've done everything from working retail. I've worked security. I've bounced. I've done personal security for bands. You worked I at a liquor done, store? I worked at a liquor store for a little while. Um, I did security work. I've worked as uh, a forklift operator now. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been all around. Yeah, all around. And if anybody is ever interested in what I do, which, I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody cares, but uh, <laughs> currently what I do for money is I, no, not what you're thinking, John, uh, I uh, edit books. Really, you know, that's that's what I do. Right now I'm editing some uh, erotic werewolf books. It's good stuff. It's good Listen, stuff. He's underselling what he does, okay? First off, yes, he edits. But let's not take away from the fact that this man is a single stay-at-home father who takes care of his kid on the daily without any help from anybody. He has struggled with everything. He has beaten his ass red. I mean, redder than the shirt he is wearing currently, which also reeks of awesomeness, by the way. It does reek of awesomeness. And it just, <clears throat> that is Josh. Josh is a fighter, and Josh is doing it by himself. And he has an amazing little girl. Uh, her and my son are best friends, I think. I mean, I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they seem to get along really well every time they hang out. So I mean, yeah, it's like it's like they're stuck together anytime they hang out. So yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. And then the last one that she sent was, uh, "I'm just blowing up your comments today." LOL. Jesse went to Ellen's office because remember we we were like, "How did he know how, how to get to Ellen's like where Ellen's office was?" Right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Th I had totally forgotten about this. Jesse went to Ellen's office in the rewardishment episode. That's how he knew where to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, no, but see, I like that people are blowing up the comments finally. And yeah. it puts us in, like, a moment where, like, it's clarity. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah that did happen. It makes more sense. Yeah. And obviously, we're going to miss things with this show because we haven't watched it 18 billion times. And that's true as well. You with know. How I Met Your Mother, we have wa both watched that show probably. I mean, I could easily say I've probably watched it close to, like, 50 to 60 watch-throughs. Yeah. Easy. I mean, I'm probably at the two to three dozen kind of a range, somewhere in that, yeah. Yeah. yeah quite a few times. <laughs> but for yes, a while, uh, it was at least a once-a-year watch-through for me, because the uh, way I watch binge-watch shows, it doesn't take long. Yeah, once or twice a year I was doing for a while, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you uh, to Omar and Miranda for uh, writing in, and uh, anybody else, yeah, hit us up on the, you, you know, youtube channel on uh twitter instagram yeah, any get, of the get this spiel out of the way now so we don't yeah. have to spend 25 minutes on it later. i know i'm gonna spend i'm gonna spend an extra five just for you john 
Oh, I'll just put the headphones you. down, bro. I will just be like, <laughs> out. Ah. All right. So now that we have taken up quite a bit of time, uh, let's get into the episode. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, if you sat through all of that, mm-hmm. then congratulations for you. Get yourself yes. a cold drink. We'll wait for a second. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, that's about as long as I'm going to wait. All right. <laughs> we are now talking Season 2, Episode 17 of How I Met Your Father, titled Out of Sync. Yeah. I not... mean, it didn't, it didn't make sense at first until I started watching the episode, and then I was like, ah, I see what they did there. Yeah, it was a good play. It's a good play on words. Uh, this episode aired on June 27th of 2023, was directed by Gloria calderon Colette. Who previously were you may recognize the name, John. I don't know. Does it sound familiar to you? No. Gloria Calderon Colette, because we have absolutely mentioned her before. I'm sure. Uh, she previously worked as a producer, story editor, and writer on How I Met Your Mother. And oh. she's now doing director duty over here. She wrote three episodes of How I Met Your uh, Mother. Uh, we've covered all three because they were within the first three seasons. Uh, she did The Duel. Drum roll, please, and how I met everyone else. Oh, three good episodes. Yeah. Uh, she also worked on shows like Rules of Engagement, uh, One Day at a Time, With Love, and a show that I love, I Zombie. Good stuff there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was written by Amy Jo Perry, who previously wrote uh, the season two episode, the Valentine's one, a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Valentine's Day. Okay. Which I actually really enjoyed that episode quite a bit. You would. I, I, yes, I would, man. It was almost like a clip show. It was good stuff. <laughs> it kind of was. Uh, and she also worked on shows like uh, Uncle Buck. I, I never watched the Uncle Buck show. Not going to lie, I didn't know there was a show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I've, you know, I heard it was decent. And the Saved by the Bell reboot as well. Ooh. Yeah. That's not something to brag about. Haven't watched that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the summary for this episode, plain and simple, the gang go a day without their cell phones, forced to face the world without help from the internet. Fair. Yeah, there it is. All right. Uh, so before we, we dive completely into this, I was really surprised that Sid does nothing for half this episode. And yeah. Even and even when he does come in, he barely does anything. Barely. He has almost no role in this episode. I was thinking something very very similar to that. Yeah. Where I was like, if he had not been in the episode, it would have changed nothing. I mean, I guess it. I guess it. You know, he runs a bar. Sometimes he's just got to be there. Well, and well, that's my point. If he would have had to have been like, you know, like because obviously, like getting a little bit ahead of it sophie gives him the cell phones and says put these in the safe yeah it's like okay but then they all leave what if an emergency happened nobody was at those cell phones to like yeah 
Like, an emergency can happen at any time, and I'm not justifying it as a reason to have your phone on you, but, like, somebody should at least be at the phone just in case. It's true. Um, yeah, but you know, there's just sitting right there doing his job. That's it. Doing his job. <laughs> uh, anyway, so episode uh, starts at Future Sophie on yet another tangent, which I love this, because her son's like, are you telling another tangent? Well, because he wants to know how she met the father. <laughs> yeah, he wants this shit to get done with. So he can go about his life instead of staying on the phone with his mom for the next I, I 20 years. I hope that as the show progresses, the kids, the the actor playing her son's voice changes. That so that he funny. could be like, she could be like, he could be like, Mom, I was a kid when we started this story. <laughs> and then like, you know, like. Did you ever see the like spoof skit that they did with the actors who played the kids on How I Met Your Mother? No. Like, toward the end of the series, they I don't know if it was Saturday Night Live or if it was College Humor. I don't know who did it. But they filmed them, because they're adults at this point. They're like oh, like several oh, years Oh no, older. I did see it. And they, they're, yeah. they're like putting Ted in his place and they're like, you yeah. know, like, we've been sitting here forever. I yeah. have feeling towards my sister and that's just wrong. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. I love that. <laughs> you guys haven't seen that. Go look it up. It's really funny. But don't do it yet. You watch this episode first. <laughs> Pause us. Go watch it. Come back. We'll still be here. Better come back. Yeah, we still got the view. It's cool. <laughs> you were on the view? How was Whoopi? You know, she was Whoopi. What can you say? Goldberg. <laughs> yes uh yeah but so she says uh you know essentially she's telling them this him, him this side story about uh you know when they had to give up their phones and whatnot but there's also a musical guest there is a musical guest yeah and john you did not know about this guest until you watched I didn't. the episode I did yeah. not know about the musical guest. And sure. I thought, because, you know, usually I do pretty good at staying away from spoilers for this, yeah. unlike everything else that I ever watch. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, NSYNC is in this episode. Amazing. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a great little uh, add-in. And that's, that's always been a kind of a cool thing, like, on this show and on How I Met Your Mother, you know, they get, pop, like, singers, you know, they had J Lo. They had Britney Spears. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I they like, had um. They had uh. Damn. Mandy. Oh yeah, they had they had her. They had um. One of the Pussycat Dolls. She plays. Oh yeah, Jen. Yeah, she, yeah. Or the Jess, other, Jessica. J- Jessica Glitter, but I can't remember what her name is now. Jen Scherzinger. I don't know. It's something, but yeah. So like several like singers. I, it's like saying fucking wash your sister sauce. And like, yeah, and this show's already had like Megan Trainer's already been on the oh, show. Oh yeah, you know, and now in sync. So like, well, besides singers yeah. though, think of some of the celebrity appearances the High Mega oh, Mother had. Lots you know, of- Regis. Uh, they did the episode where everybody saw. Was it Maury? Yeah, like, Maury. Yeah, yeah, like Maury just kept popping up everywhere. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> fucking Maury. I know I'm forgetting some Alan Thick. Alan Thick popped in there all the time. Well, yeah. not all the time, but a few times. During the Robin Daggers episode, a bunch of people. You know, Ra- uh, yeah. uh, Dave Coulier, Paul Schaefer, all kinds of, uh, okay. kind of people. Paul Schaefer. And, uh, Luke, was it uh, Luke Perry? Uh, no, it was uh, 
who was it? Priestley, Jason Priestley. Jason yeah. Priestley. Because he yeah. creates the Priestley. The Priestley. I yeah. just shoved a uh, Timbit into a je- uh, jelly donut. Jelly donut, yeah. That's how I created the Priestley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in this show, we've already gotten, like, Judge Judy's already been on the show. Yep. You know, so uh, we're I mean, doing all kinds of good stuff. We're forgetting a big one, too. We had not Moby. <laughs> not Moby, man. I, I, you know, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> oh man but yeah i mean celebrity oh, appearances make make the kind of nice so it was kind of nice to see this one because i'm not gonna lie i forgot who lance bass was out of the group i knew really? the name i oh. knew the name i didn't know what he looked uh, like yeah you couldn't put the face to it couldn't put the face to it i was like which which one of the fucking group was he like He's clearly not Justin or Joey because those are the two that everybody still talks about. AJ's the one who had the goatee. No, that's or no, Backstreet that's Boys. Backstreet Boys. See, yeah, I'm even. I'm getting. I'm confused. Who was the other member? You're like, you're like AJ. I'm like clearly not. I just outed myself as a Backstreet Boys. Who was the Who was the other member? Because there's four of them, right? There's four? five. Five. I'm pretty sure there was five because Backstreet Boys had five. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's there's Lance Bass, Joey Fatone, and Justin. Justin Timberlake. And then there was, was it uh, Nick Lachey? Or no, no, that's, that's, 90, that's degrees. 90 Degrees. Nick Carter, but which one was that? No, no, no. Nick Carter was Backstreet Boys. Uh, see, see, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, Hold which on. one's which? Hold I on, still... keep talking. <laughs> it's like, I can remember. I can't, the... I, I can't, I can't go yeah. without my phone. It's like, I can remember the three, obviously, the ones that we've already mentioned. And I know there's more than three. Wasn't I want to say there was a Lachey though in NSYNC. Why am I? I don't know because I know that, like I said, I know Nick Lachey's in Ninety Eight Degrees. Um, and apparently the other two that I remember are from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> so apparently, I oh man, that's his name. That's What's right. His name? What's his it's, name? It's uh, hold on, because I just fucking my my phone is being dumb. It's okay. It's okay, folks. We got this. We're almost there. Stick Lance with us. Bass. No, that's who we were already talking about. No, we weren't talking about Lance. Or we were. Yes, Fuck. we were. You said you couldn't remember what he looked like. JC Shazaz. JC. That's and what it is. Chris Kirkpatrick. Hey, sure. Oh yeah, because Eminem makes fun of him. Chris. I Kirkpatrick. told you there was five. Yeah. You're gonna get ass kicked worse than a little than biscuit bastards. Yep. Yep. All right. There it is, well, folks. There you go. I knew that was five. I just you That's know. right. She does she does make the comment forty percent of NSYNC. So yes, that would mean that there is five. See yeah. Your yeah. quick math skills. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Now that we've gone down this like five minute derail of who the hell is in NSYNC, half the audience well, is probably like, How funny. the fuck do you not know? It's that? because I can remember most of Backstreet Boys without having to rake my brain on it. Cause it's I mean, I already named two of them. It's Nick Carter. AJ, McLean? whatever his last name, McLean. Then you got McLean. Kevin, Howie, and Brian. Okay. I would not have remembered the others, to be honest I with you. Don't ask me how I remember stuff like that, bro, but it's there. <laughs> when you said Howie, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's one. <laughs> yeah, because he was the short one with the ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> and AJ was like the... the. He always wore like a... I think he wore like a... Some fedora? sort of hat all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a fedora. And he had like... He wore like Sunglasses. the, the glasses and he had the goatee. Yep. I always then, remember his, his And then look. there was what everybody called Daddy Kevin because he looked like he was like 30 years older than the rest oh, of the group. yeah, 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 that's right. And then Brian and Nick, who were the two front men. <laughs> oh, man, good times, good times. Yeah, amazing. 
Here's the question to all the fans out there. Twitter, at last call, H-I-M-Y-M. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Ooh, and I'm going sec- to second that, though. After you tell us which one you prefer, what was your favorite album? Ooh, there you go. And if it was Backstreet Boys, why was it Millennium? <laughs> uh, tell also, me why! And if it was NSYNC, did you also learn to masturbate from Digital Get Down? Because, dude, that I line. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> that line fucking killed me. I'm not going to lie. I had to rewind it to make sure I heard that properly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn, they went there. <laughs> Straight went there. Oh, man. We have not even barely started this episode. Let's get into this a bit more. <laughs> uh, so, the first thing we see of the group is all of them just on their phones, kind of a, uh, oblivious to the world. Oh, now, straight out. I got to say, I was a little bummed at this scene because it would have been the perfect opportunity for them to do something ridiculous in the background while n- nobody's paying attention. Something weird could have happened. I don't know what, but anything could have happened and nothing happened. I thought the same thing. I was like, something should have happened in the background. And I mean, we kind of see that that happens later on when like Sid's t- telling about certain things and they're yeah. like I have no recollection of this because they're not so like they could have set that up right here with something random happening. Oh yeah. You know, like some guy lights his arm on fire and then just runs out of the bar. I was thinking something smaller like celebrity sighting here. Dude, fucking Regis which walks through. Is he still alive? I don't even know. But Regis or Maury, one of them, I don't know. Either I mean, Judge alive. Judy could have come in for her cut of her money. Judge Judy would have been that would have been a great one. She I mean, she's already been on in, the... Looks around, then just leaves again. She's like, where's my money, Sid? Where's my money? <laughs> where's my money, Brian? Where's my money? Uh, anyway, so Ellen is obsessed. She's obsessing about that breakup. Dude, with obsessed. And I don't know if... I, I was not sure, I'll be honest, at the end of last episode, who broke up with who. Because they don't make it 100% clear. No. But obviously, I feel like this means that... Rachel, Rachel broke it off. Was, Rachel was the one who was like, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Which I guess makes sense based on what Ellen had said to her. You know, if you can't handle me for, for me, you know, you got to make a choice here. So it, 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 yeah. does, it does make sense. Um, but yeah, she is she is not taking it well. Um and and so she's she's obsessing about that. But then we also get this scene with Vale sleep scrolling on her phone, and then she falls off. But Sophie doesn't even like register as she's Dude, sitting there. Not even funny. like I was not, like I would have at least been like, "Yo, you okay? <laughs> all right." And then yeah. my back. But all of this is is a big reason why Sophie's like, we got to take a break from stuff, you know. Um, from from the phones and whatnot. We uh, when we get back to the bar though, after that veil flashback, I thought this was great. She there's a Power Rangers reference here. Which Power like, Ranger am I? And then eventually she's like the Taupe Ranger. Who is that? Which I looked. I was like, is there a Taupe Ranger? I, there's nothing. I couldn't find a, a single thing. I was gonna it. say there's never been a Taupe Ranger. I was like, I was like, did I miss something? Listen, the fact that you have made me reference that I am a Backstreet Boys fan. Have knowledge of anything, and now you're making me talk about the fact that I know the fact that there wasn't a Taupe Ranger without having to Google search that. I fucking hate you right now. 
Love you. <laughs> uh, at this point, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my friends Mike and Sean, who host a Power Rangers podcast called Into the Grid. Uh, I've been on it uh, a number of times, and I know that Mike listens to our show, so I think he'll be excited to hear uh, him be shot. Do, do you know who his favorite ranger is? And why is it Tommy? <laughs> I'm not sure who his favorite ranger is. Mike, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know who's your favorite. Is it the Tope Ranger? I bet it's the Tope Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, folks, if you guys, if any of you are into Power Rangers, go check out their, their podcast, Into the Grid. As a Good matter of fact, Mike, hit me up in my DMs because I got a question for you about Power Rangers and the whole grid thing and the whole Lord Draken thing because so many things I discovered about this recently and I want to know about alternate timelines. There you go. All right. Uh, so, like I said, Sophie declares that they all need a break. You know, a whole day, no What's phones, the, What's no the longest you've ever went out with your phone? Shit, man. Let me rephrase that. What's the longest you've went out went without your phone in the last decade since phones have really become more yeah, yeah, mainstream? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I've gone a full day without my phone, to be honest with you. you know? Eight hours. Yeah, that makes left, sense. Left my phone at home on accident when I went to work once. Yeah, it's probably something like that, because I feel like that has happened to me before. But, like, yeah, I... For a long time, I wouldn't leave my phone behind, because, like, if if something happened with my dad, because, you know, he would end up in the hospital, you know, it, yep. it just happened. It happened more often than I liked. Um, and so, like, I needed to have my phone with me, so... No, I get it. It, it was always pretty much, pretty much with me, yeah. And now, you know, having a kid and stuff, you know, you got to got to make sure you have have that that contact uh, somehow. But yeah, I don't I don't know, man, to not have any, like not just phones, but phones, any screens, any Internet for for a whole day, man. I mean, my life is on the Internet, essentially. You know what I mean? I was going to say I would have trouble with it, but I think I could get through 24 hours. Yeah. I would do a lot of sleeping, but I'd get through 24 hours. <laughs> no, honestly, I would probably make sure if I was going to do it, I would do a 24-hour period when I had Cal. And I would yeah. just make sure like we were outside playing and stuff, but They didn't e- but they didn't even do 24 hours cuz they started nope. it they started it like probably that morning or I don't even know what time the bar opens. You know what I mean? Cuz they were at the bar. And then it was until that like See, I I took it as they were there at midnight and went midnight to midnight. <laughs> Yeah, but there was other people there. When oh, yeah, because you've never been at the bar at midnight? Oh, I guess that's true. It could have been, like, late. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> like, midnight. All right, ladies they... and gentlemen, it's midnight. I'm going to need you to get the fuck out of my bar. I mean, you hey. Beer, put it down out there have the been, door. There have been plenty of times where, like, the bars were closed down at, like, 11 o'clock. And that's like, what, what the hell's going on here? But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I guess I didn't thought about the fact that maybe they would have gone to sleep at some point and then continued on with this no phone day. Just, you know, we went, we went home and went to bed and didn't <laughs> have our phones with us. Oh uh, like, shit. Shit. That's my alarm clock. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Cause mine has become my alarm clock. I have an alarm clock in my room that I only use for like aesthetic. Yeah. I pretty much wake up and look at it and I'm like, oh, okay, I can get like X amount more sleep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah, so 
she makes this declaration and then she dumps pretzels all over Charlie. And then and apparently, she makes Charlie clean him up. He has to clean him up now. And the look that Charlie oh, gives yeah. to her, she's he's like, mm. <laughs> oh man, stuff. Yeah, no, um, it's. I thought the same thing. Sid's like, oh, Charlie's gonna have to clean that. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and so they 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 all agree. Well, they don't all agree because uh, Vale has to kind of just get her phone taken from her. But uh, most of them agree. I love Charlie's line here. Do you remember what he says? No. He says, on an unrelated note, does anyone know if they still make porno magazines? <laughs> I do remember that now that you said that, because I was like, yeah, like totally. He, he doesn't have his phone anymore to look at yeah. porn. So now well, he needs a porno magazine. You know, And you know, it's funny, because I was having a similar conversation to this at work not too long ago, where I was like, you know, I can remember, like, I was working at Dollar General, and I still I had the red slide-up phone. Oh, uh, yeah, they had yeah. the full keyboard. Like the sidekick or whatever yeah, it was. Whatever yeah, whatever it was. Whatever mine was. And I said, you know, I didn't have data on that phone. It wasn't until the next following phone that I started doing data. Yeah. And I said, it was a much simpler fucking time when all I did was text people and call people. I said, because I spent way less time on my phone. And I didn't give a shit. Kids, calling <laughs> is when you dial a number. And it rings, and somebody on the other side picks up and actually speaks with their voice. With their voice! <laughs> Kids, a text oh, message. Dude, like I, I, no, uh, like, I relate to the kids that I'm just talking to right now, because I, I call almost nobody. Oh, I know. There it's are times like, where I call you, and I go to voicemail, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm doing something, man. Oh, you found the old You're, porno mags. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta stash them away for a rainy day when the internet goes out. When the internet goes out, because you know that it happens. You know, it's not oh, always reliable. Man. It's not. Uh, and then, so okay, so Jesse has has a line here too, which I which I thought was funny. He says, "I read novels and I write music and I think," and it made me think this is exactly something Ted Mosby would say. <laughs> See, it's funny, though, because you go there and I go, whoa, you write music, but it's not good. We all know this. I mean, his parodies weren't weren't bad and we don't really know. I mean, obviously, the songs that he was writing did well enough for her to go on tour and shit. You know what I mean? (sighs) That's fair. Yeah, he just obviously can't sing. He can write music. Bitch can't sing. I mean, okay, that's fair. That is fair. (laughs) can't say but yeah totally a ted mosby thing yeah it's very, like very presumptuous it's like I, I i'm expecting jesse to be like now give me a plate of mozzarella you know what i mean i'm gonna go read this book on the channel Leon. oh uh, yeah where's my encyclopedia <laughs> uh but jesse then reveals that he has a date with parker parker yeah uh and now they have no phones and they have no idea what to do yeah and this is I mean, where legitimately, too, because they were just yeah. kind of like, uh, what do we do now? Yeah. And I'm we like, s- we sit here alone with our thoughts. Yeah. And Charlie's like, I don't like being alone with my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> here they come. Oh, no. Uh, but now we uh, are going to split into uh, the various. We have uh, Vale and Sophie with a little bit of Sid uh, later on uh, with that one. Then we've got uh, Charlie and Ellen. 
And yeah. we've got Jesse and Parker. Who do you want to start with? I want to start with Charlie and Ellen because there's a very funny moment in here I want to talk about. All right, man. So Charlie and Ellen. Charlie sets up a nice spa day for him and Ellen. Yeah, at the house spa day, which I thought was very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Like, let me help you get over your breakup. Here's the spa day to just kind of treat yourself to. That probably set him back a pretty penny, too, because he got some <clears> nice looking <throat> shit. It's true. But Ellen's all like, eye at the door. She's like, what's going on, dude? What's going on, dude? Dude, she is spiraling, man. It just kind of irritates me because even in the first couple of episodes when she shows up, she's single, like newly single out of a marriage. Yeah. And not this neurotic. It's true. And I was like... It makes me wonder, deep down, did she... No, the marriage was kind of ending, and and so she had like her her mind had the ability to come down easier. I mean, maybe you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas this breakup, it just happened. Oh yeah. You know. But so yeah, so so they start doing the spa day, and I love that there's a moment where like he fucking tapes the door like completely shut. Obviously, <laughs> she can't that. look out the peephole, can't look through the cracks on the door. It's nope. just fucking tape shut. Yeah. And she's like, I got to get out of here and get my phone. Got to get out of here and get my phone. Mm-hmm. And she says something, and it's definitely reminiscent of a How I Met Your Mother story. And she goes, you need a sense depriva- uh, deprivation system set up. And puts a fucking blinder mask on him and headphones. Yeah. And I was it's, like. It's the sensory deprivation 5,000 or nine, three, whatever the number was. I'm yeah, pretty sure it was 5,000. Thing that Ted but uses, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna call this the five thousand and two because it's slightly different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely made me think of that. Um, they also make a mention here, okay, but that I thought was interesting. Ellen mentions uh, Busy Phillips's podcast at one point. Uh, she was on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah, she played She's, Rachel, yep, uh, the, the third girl. wheel. Yep. Yeah, which I thought was funny. Another Rachel type of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Know. I, I, I don't know if they, I doubt that they, I think that was probably just a coincidence, the names like that. But um, I just thought it was interesting. They they mentioned her and she was in, in How I Met Your, How I Met Your Mother there as the blonde in the third wheel episode. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Trudy from the pineapple incident. Yep. Yep. Trudy and Rachel. The yes. belt, Ted. Tell me about the belt. Nah. <laughs> Ted, it's the belt. It's the belt. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they they you know she gets him all set up with this uh, this uh, sensory deprivation thing, and, and then uh, sneaks out the window. I, I love how she like tests to see if he can hear. She's like yelling shit and getting all like. I mean, Charlie, like there's no re- other way to tell. You yeah. gotta fucking put it through the test test. Dude, that shit worked great. It worked great. I mean, so he, she was gone for probably a couple of hours. Uh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah she me... s- sneaks out the fire escape, man. And I love that they they preface something's going to happen because, like, they show she hits the gas thing on the way down. Uh huh. And I was like, Uh-oh. and if you if you notice, I didn't really think about it my first time watching it, but if you actually watch when she steps on it, that fucking thing is all covered like duct tape, like it's all like he because he's fucking rigged it. Oh, yeah, because they they reveal later on that he's like stealing the fucking gas from the the building next door. But like you can see 
what's happening there. Uh, oh, yeah. It, and it's more prominent when you already know what it is. So I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Uh, but yes, yeah, so she she makes, yeah, she goes down and she breaks the gas line. And then me and you talked about this off air. There is a mid, there's a, what I'm calling a mid break because all three of these storylines converge once again um, at the bar. Yep. And we decided that we're just, as we're going through each of these, we're just going to talk about the, you know, the parts that happen here. So Ellen races over to the bar. She gets there <laughs> I love ju- that. just before like Sophie, Sophie and Vale do. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a moment. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I love though that she's like, I need my phone. I need my phone. And Sid's like, listen, if it's an emergency, I'll give you your phone back, but mm-hmm. I'm going to need to know what's going on. And she's like, I need um, to know what Rachel's doing. Yeah. What if she she puts up a TikTok and it's like, oh, guess what I'm doing? Or uh, I'm doing this or, or whatever she does. She's like, well, I need to know what that thing is. Right. <laughs> I was like, like damn. Oh, no. Request denied. Yep. <laughs> so obviously she leaves in a tizzy because uh-huh. she doesn't get her way. I, when she leaves, though, is a hilarious Sid moment, in my opinion. Cause she's like, I hate you. You're meaner. Uh, you're the meanest person I've ever met. And I rode in an elevator once with Rachel Ray. Yeah. What about Rachel Ray? And she's just like, she like locks her lips. He's like, what happened with Rachel Ray? She just leaves. <laughs> yeah. I hope that story comes back up sometime. See, that would have been a good post credit. Like once they start rolling the credits, like they do, like a uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <clears throat> that um, so she gets back to the apartment, though, and as she's walking up, there's the fire department everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, God. I instantly, being a former firefighter, went to the worst case scenario where I'm like, oh, my God, the apartment caught fire. Mm. And, like, Charlie clearly wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God. And then they're just like, oh, somebody reported a gas leak. You know, we evacuated the building. And she's like, but my friend's still in there. And then he's like, we knocked on the door and yelled. And I'm like, stupid fucking fire department. <laughs> yeah. What they uh, should have done, in, in, like, in my opinion, is in an instance like that, the fire department should go through the building with the super and go room by room and check. Yeah, I mean, the problem is. It takes too long. Well, they would have to break the door down, and if it's unnecessary, they can get sued for that. I mean, there should be a master key to get into every one of those apartments. I guess that's, yeah, you're probably right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But (laughs) they definitely didn't. um, They did not. And they missed Charlie. Because that sensory deprivation was legit. Now, here's uh, here's your trivia knowledge that I'm going to test today. They reenact a movie scene right here. Do you know the movie? It's uh, Officer and a Gentleman, right? Is that what it is? It's Tom that, Cruise. I know that much. Yeah, I think it's called Officer and Gentleman. Because they do it in Scrubs. Yep. And Kelso. that's where I went to. I'm like, yeah. ah, Kelso. Because I instantly thought of that. Because, yeah. Get us up where we belong. I, I will give Rachel a lot of credit, though. Did not think she'd be able to, or Ellen, not Rachel. Ellen, I did yeah. not think that Ellen would be able to carry Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> that was, I, that was, dude. The look 
Charlie had no idea what was going on. No. He's like, because she rips the stuff off him. He's like, and she just picks him up. She doesn't say anything. No, and that just made me it. laugh because instead of being like, there's a gas leak and you've been inhaling it, she's just like scoops him up and carries him out the door. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, but I love her line when she gets downstairs. So this is what raging mothers feel. Or she says something along the lines of essentially like, this is what adrenaline-packed mothers feel like when they left cars <laughs> off children. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> kind of, but no. She's like, I'm a raging mom or something like that. Yeah. Oh, man. That was. <laughs> that oh, was man. Else. But the whole experience, it made her realize, you know, if, if Rachel doesn't want to be with somebody who's willing to risk their own life for the people that they love, then it's her loss. Yeah. Fuck Rachel. Yeah. Fuck her. That's right. She's and, just uh, going to yeah. turn to porn in 20 years. There you go. But uh yeah, That's so Boy Meets uh, World reference. <laughs> yes, it was. Um <laughs> Kids. I do uh I do like that Ellen got some growth out of this episode, you know. Yeah. And and that we didn't spend the rest of the fucking season with her whining about Rachel, you know, and I'm glad that she was able to figure out, you know what, it is her loss, you know. That's fair. I mean, it's a heroic moment, too. Yeah. Charlie now owes her. He does. <laughs> He's going to give her another spa day. Ah. But maybe she'll actually be able to enjoy it this time. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to go Vale and Sophie or Jesse and Parker? Read my mind. Which one am I going? Which one am I thinking? I'm thinking Jesse and Parker. Oh, you'd be wrong. I actually want to oh. talk. I want to save that. I'm surprised you want to save that one for the end. Okay. Yeah, I got something I want to talk about with that one. That's why. Okay. Well, then. It's always a first time for everything. Boom! There it is. Okay, John. Well, lead it off. So, so Sophie and Val go into their side of their story, and they decide to, like, you know, okay, we're going to not have our phones. Sophie walks in, and she's got to go cash a check. She does. And I'm like, oh! I, you see, this is the one thing that I, I had... I loved Val's, though, initial reaction. Because Sophie walks in, she's like, she looks pissed off. And and Sophie's like, oh, but you look so great. Yeah, but I can't show anybody because I can't take a picture because I don't have my phone. I mean, it's it's <laughs> funny, too, because it's like, it really shows how vain some people can be. Because, like, you know, got to show it off to the world. But, yeah, so she reluctantly wants to go with Sophie. But they decide a trip to the bank could be a fun time out. So they show up at where, Josh? Oh, they show up at GNB, Goliath National Bank. Now, kids, if you haven't watched How I Met Your Mother and you have no idea what Goliath National Bank (laughs) is, then fucking turn into our other podcast and pay the fuck attention. It's true. Pay it. Pay it. Although, in all (laughs) fairness, at where we're at and telling the story like Ted Mosby... Barney's not at GNB yet. Uh, oh, you mean oh on our show? Yeah, on the the How I Met Your yeah. Mother's side of our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah he hasn't he hasn't quite so, gotten there. Yet. In all fairness, watch How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> and then <laughs> tune into How I Met Your I, Mother. I think it happens this coming season, though, right? I think it does. That we're doing. I think it's in season four. So yeah, that'll be good. So, but yes, dude, I was so excited 
Well, well you had it. told me that GNB yeah. made an appearance. I was super yeah. excited. It, it got spoiled for me originally because it was the same time that uh, NSYNC got spoiled for me for being and it. Speaking I, of NSYNC, fine. where were they hanging out, Josh? At the bank. Yeah, they're At doing the some bank. banking. They're doing some Why? banking, man. Because Lance Bass doesn't tra- uh, trust electric banking. And you know what I say to that? Good for him because neither do I. <laughs> That's fair. I mean... When it comes to like cashing a check or like depositing a check, I'm, I feel the same way. I've never done the like because I know that so, at least with some banks you can like do the picture and 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 whatnot. Yep. Nah. No thanks. I'll just nope. take my I'll take my check to the bank. Thank you. Yeah. Like I do right? like I do online banking with other things. Like I have an online bank account, but like depositing a check, I don't know. That seems like a bit far for me. I can't. No, I don't like I'm, it. I like taking care of my money by myself. I'll walk yeah. into the bank. I'll spend a couple minutes there. Yeah, I mean, in general, like, really, it's just I use the online banking so I can keep an eye on, on where my account oh, is yeah, at. Yeah. And, like, if I need to, if I have, like, some money in savings and I need to transfer it over or, ba- or whatever, you can do it right from there. That's really all I do with it. But, yeah, anything else, I, I go to the bank. That's fair. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So they run into NSYNC, and NSYNC gives them this little impromptu like song about them being cute banker, uh, bank, uh, bank, bank and beauties, man. Bank and beauties. Thank bank you. Bank and beauties. And then invite them cutie. to a party. Yes, they do. They to a party at uh, the old Baloney Factory. You know. No, I, I'm not gonna lie. So he goes, "It's gonna be the old Baloney Factory," and in my head, I don't know why, I was like. Huh. I wonder if it was an Oscar Meyer factory. I mean, they made bologna. I mean, they did, but I mean, specifically, though, in my head, why Oscar Meyer? Because <laughs> it's Has, probably the only bologna brand you could think of off the top of your head. But I mean, I mean, I, th- I could think of Bar's <laughs> bologna, of Ob- Baro, whatever. It's the, like, Save a Lot brand, but I mean, oh, like. Yeah. But I mean, like, come on, though. Has Oscar Meyer really gotten into my head with their little. Ju- because yes, don't tell John. me you didn't start singing it in your head, too. Dude, I I used to have a whistle. Uh, any uh-huh. any time I've whistle? Yeah, anytime I've seen that damn Wienermobile driving around, I get excited. Do you know, remember that one time we were driving down the, was it the thruway? The thruway, we fucking, were going to PWR. Wienermobile just fucking was rolling by. Just, just like, cruises by. What the fuck's going on right now? We're being beaten out by the damn Wienermobile. We were. We were in standstill traffic on the thruway, and the Wienermobile was going faster than us. Yep. Oh, oh, man. That was a good time. That was a good time. <laughs> that was also the night that we almost drove to Virginia. Yes. That was, uh, I mean, it, it was still a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear that story, hop on over to Patreon forward slash last call h-i-m-y-m let us know that you want to hear that story pledge to us a little bit and we will tell you the story of how we almost ended up in virginia and not fredonia new york yeah (laughs) now they know where you live john (laughs) there it is folks uh (laughs) so so the members of nsync they you know they leave though i love the interaction between the two of them as they're walking out the door because like come on like joey starts singing again and lance is like all right man it's it's done we got we got other errands around we got to do this this whatever and he's like oh and then joey's like oh can we go to jamba juice and yeah. lance is like we'll see and, and joey's like we'll see means no yeah come on, you've lance. done this to me before lance <laughs> and like i was like oh my god it's because 
any parent knows, the will see is usually a lean <laughs> usually towards no situation. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a couple years ago where Cal really, really wanted a Happy Meal. And he goes, Dad, can we get McDonald's? And I was, like, really broke that week. I didn't have the money. I couldn't swing the money. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. They're only selling Happy Meals to little girls today. <laughs> and he was like, oh, Dad, that's cool, though. He's like, well, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, dude. And he goes, okay, so next week. And I was like, next week. He's such a sweet kid, you know? Such yep. a sweet kid. It's <laughs> going to last so much longer. I won't be able to get away with, like, little excuses like that. Dude, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. And apparently, John, you you did something, and they're coming for you. I'm pretty sure that was an ambulance. Then who'd you who's who'd you beat up? Come on, man. Who who'd you leave in a oh, gutter? Oh no, that was a fire because that was a fire truck that just right by. I think John might have uh, set somebody on fire. I just didn't saying. start the fire. No, you know what it is. You know what it is, John. Gas leak. Nah. Boom. Tied it. No, right hopefully in. there's no boom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say gas leak and then say boom. I mean, I just Those did. Are, oh, shit. I, Another fire I, ju- I just did, and I'm keeping it in there, man. It's staying. I mean, it's... Oh, my God. I cannot oh. believe you said that. Boom. Ah, oh, damn. That could Good have stuff. been one of our potential viewers. It could, could have been. Dude, if you got a viewer down the road, that'd be pretty awesome. Kind of scary at the same time. Yeah, that's very true, too. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. He said my town. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I shit. find that guy. <laughs> so back to how I met your father. Yes. Uh, so the girls are super excited that they were just yeah. invited to a party at a former bologna factory by NSYNC. <laughs> at least two former members of NSYNC. Yep. And this is where they decide they need to run. Well, first off, this is where they have no idea. Where this baloney factory yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. This they is also no where idea. Sophie makes her masturbation joke, though, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. And I was well, like... I think they made that before they even talked to them, because they were getting all excited, and... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and Vale was like, the whatever tour or whatever, whatever was her first concert. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when, yeah, Sophie's like, don't try to out NSYNC fan me. I learned to masturbate from digital, uh, di- what was it? I, already, I said it before. Um, now I forgot the name of the song. Good job. Digital whatever. There it is. I'm going to call it that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, the Ninja Report. Yeah, the, the Digital Ninja Report. But yeah, so they decide that they need to get to their phones, so they try to Google search um, where this baloney factory. Well, first they go to a library, don't they? They go, they go to a library, but they can't Google search because they can't use the internet. Oh yeah, they they can't do any of that. So that's why they specifically go and find a book. And she and Sophie actually finds a book, and I wrote it down: "The Complete History of Manhattan's Meat Factories, Volume Two. Meaning there's at least another one more volume of this. Because this was volume two. I mean, Manhattan did have a good meat district for a while. Apparently, there was dozens of old baloney factories in this book. I mean, it yeah. clearly shows at the end of the episode, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much baloney. So, uh, yeah. They they realize also, that they're not... Also, getting... Vale gets real upset that she ain't going to be able to hook up with Lance Bass. And apparently, she didn't know that Lance Bass was gay. I mean... Sophie's like, Lance Bass is famously gay. Yeah. And she's like, 
What? She he dated Topanga. Yeah, I love that there was, was a Boy Meets World reference. And I was like, wait, did that really happen? Sure shit, I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, Lance Bass and Danielle Fischel dated for like two years. Wow. And apparently the two of them, this was as of last year, are actually developing a rom-com based on their relationship. So, so yeah, so after they run into them and then run down to their meat packaging area and stuff like that, or the library... Well, yeah, they go to the library, but because after the library stuff, uh, which we just talked about, that's when we, they, they yeah. head to the bar. Because Vale's really irritated about not having her phone. You know, she's not like, have... she's jonesing for it, man. Well, it's funny because, again, this is where we see Alan at the bar trying to get her phone. Mm-hmm. And so Vale's like, I've got a much more serious thing going on. And Sid's like, okay. And I don't remember the the reasoning she gives him, but it's like, I mean, it was essentially like uh, I need to find out uh, where the old baloney factory is so we can go party with NSYNC or something. Yeah, like but that. I think she also mentioned something about celebrity hookup. Like, if the celebrity I want to hook up with is gay, I don't think she says. I don't think she mentions that. At I, least know, not, I mean, at least not yet at, that, at this point, because she she says we need to find out where this meat pack or the, this. Oh yeah, pack. yeah, you're right. It's not. And then right Sid's away. like, "Oh, you mean the such and such one over on 14th Street?" Like he. Yeah, and they're like, "How do you know that?" And he's like, "I've talked about it before." Yeah. And that's when they do the first flashback, and he's talking about it, and so he's like, "I don't recall that." And then he's like. He, and then this is I love it because yeah because because he's like he's like leaning there he's like man nothing I, I don't I, there's nothing I love more uh, than an old processed meat factory and it's like yeah what the fuck says that? that that is so forced into a conversation anywhere <laughs> yeah but then yeah so then this is where it comes up <laughs> and she's like well I also have the chance of hanging up uh, hooking up with one of the members of NSYNC and he's like what and she's like why and he's like yeah, I'm only an NSYNC fan, or and like this well, is yeah, what they do because they're getting ready to leave, and he's like, "Oh, I'm coming too," and they're like, "Wait, you like NSYNC?" Yeah, and we get we get another cutaway flashback. I love this one though because he's wearing uh, a Justin Timberlake outfit that like yeah, I wrote Justin... it down. It, it was the uh, from the American Music Awards red carpet. It's like the all like denim. With that cowboy hat and stuff. Yeah. A denim cowboy hat at that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a con- uh, Canadian tuxedo, bro. And, he, and then, he's apparently an NSYNC super fan, according yep. to himself. Well, yeah. I love that this is where, like, Sophie, again, she's like, nope, don't recall that. Yeah, again, this is why at the beginning of the episode, they should have had something crazy happening in the background. Because they obviously do not pay any attention when they're locked into their phones. No, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so the three of them take off for the meatpacking plant, and I love that Sid just closed. I mean, granted, nobody was there. Yeah, he just closes down the bar. Well, you know? it's funny though because this ties into the other story though as well. Yeah, because yes, they leave, and no sooner did they leave, the bars closed down, and as they're rounding the corner, Jesse runs up to the door and starts pounding on it because it's locked. We'll, we'll talk Dude, about that in a minute. His frustration, though, real quick, his frustration and the yell that he does when he like he realizes the door is locked, it was hilarious. It was, but such it's also justified. He has the most legit reason 
yeah out of anybody to be like sid says you know i'm only giving these phones back if it's an emergency this would have been the emergency oh yeah this would have been the emergency if anything he wouldn't even need to give him his phone he would have just needed to give him his credit cards you know what i mean that's all he would have needed to do but this is why you don't keep your credit cards in your phone that's what i'm saying man like I, I don't understand people who have the phone case wallets. Like, no, thank you. If I'm, I'm wonder- gonna lose, if I'm gonna lose one, I'd rather just lose one. The only other or- thing I thought of though is maybe he doesn't have it in there though. Maybe he's got like Apple Pay or something where you just take your phone and tap it to stuff and you pay for well, it. He, that no, because he says um, all my cards are in my phone case. Mm. That's what he said. So he well, has one of those phone case wallets. It's funny, though, because he also makes a reference where he should have memorized his uh, credit card credit number, card number yeah. but instead memorized some, it was a song? Yeah, the lyrics to something. Yeah, I don't remember what the song like was. I said, but yeah. well, we'll get to his storyline in a minute, though. Yeah. So Sophie, Val, and Sid turn up at this old meatpacking plant, and they go in, they get in, and they're like, oh, yeah, here we go, we're at this party, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's the coats, and they go and they tap them on the shoulder, and they turn around, and it's not Joey and Lance. No, it's, it's not. But they're who, but they are wearing the same outfits. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Um. But like, as of right now, they make us think, oh, maybe they were wrong because that's yep. what they think. They're like they're confused. They convince themselves that they must have been. I think they say they they are blinded by the. Uh, by not, you know, the the not yeah. having their phones and everything, and so that they let these two random guys make them think that they were the guys from NSYNC. Um, classic case of Pixar didn't happen, by the way. You know what I mean? I mean, if they they had their phones, they would have been like, we literally took. Man, they would have definitely. I wish I was prepared for this moment because I could have been like, you mean that time I met like Samuel Larson from Glee? Or wait, 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 wait. He's got something, folks. That time that Josh and I met the WWE superstar, the Hurricane. You, you, you got to back it up a little bit because it's getting there. We go. <laughs> Come on. Hey, it's you want to know, gentlemen? You want to know something? You just became John Cena for a little bit. <laughs> they, they couldn't see you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Now they they they're really convinced that. Oh man, we didn't meet NSYNC in the bank. Like that nope. sucks. Two uh, random and, guys sang them a song. Yeah, and 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 Sid is upset, you know. But then he gets over it real quick because he spots some original stainless steel meat extruders. Because apparently, as we have already discussed, he's super into old meat packaging for <laughs> processing plants. I'm glad you finished out that sentence because you just would have went with like old meat. I would have been like, <laughs> okay. He loves some old meat. He loves some old meat. <laughs> and then oh. Sid, Sid walks away, and that's the end of this his part of the story until the yep. very end. Yeah, very yep. small amount for Sid. Yeah. But we'll get to the end where it all wraps up in a few. We'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Jesse. Well, no, there's still more here. We, we oh, didn't finish okay. any of Dude, there's a, there's a bunch more here. Um, because Vale spots Ian. Oh, yeah, no, for, I forgot. So you've so got the whole Ian I part. did. Do you know why? Because this irritated me. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, yeah. So, Val sees Ian. Sophie's like, oh, my God, what? And then she goes and talks to him, only to find out that Ian has a girlfriend. Yeah. And then it's like, 
oh my god, what? And yeah. then they have their little exchange between the three of them. Sophie then, makes a really awkward sex joke. Granted, it was a funny sex joke. It was. But it was really awkward. <laughs> I just, I feel bad for Sophie in this moment, because like you could clearly tell it, it, it hurt her. Yeah. And then after they walk away, her and Val are talking, and <clears throat> she reveals that she needed the break from technology because she already knew that Ian had had a girlfriend. Yeah. And that other guys she's dated have yep. girlfriends. Yeah, and I wrote notes, like, Oscar, Robert, uh, obviously Ian. The whole thing with Jesse that's happening right now has been on her mind. Yeah. Uh, but the thing with Drew is what made me laugh. She's like, then there was Drew, but then I, I, I realized it was, it was just, just a handsy cousin. Just a handsy cousin, and we get a little scene. He's like, oh, our moms are sisters. Yeah, I gotta say, it's funny when <laughs> shit like that happens because yeah. it's like shit goes on in other people's lives, but like, you know what this? I love about it? Josh Peck came in to film that one scene for the, for the episode, and that's it. I mean, how do you know they didn't already have it pre filmed? Oh, I mean, either way, he had to film that just one scene for the episode. That's it had fair. nothing to do with anything else. So, <laughs> I I feel bad for Sophie, but this also goes back to this is a really good time for her to work on herself and make herself a very strong and independent woman who doesn't need a man. Because yeah, bam, she's fucking badass. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Sophie's real like. She's getting down on herself about the whole thing. Yeah, and this is why they needed the break, like you said, and everything. Technology break. And and Vale reveals that it's the opposite for her. That she gets yeah, her she break. Yeah, she uses but, hers as a distraction. Yeah, because otherwise she's she's going to sit there and, and continuously think about Charlie and and how much and whether or not she'll ever find somebody who she cares about. She just way. needs yeah. to get off her ass and make Charlie happen again. It's true. Make it happen, Captain! It's true. It's very true. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So now let's talk about Jesse. Jesse and Parker, man. Here we so, go. I wanted to save this one for the end because there was a lot of shit that happened during this, this part of the story. And it's it's back and forth of reasons why I love Jesse, but at the same time, I want to smack him. Okay. Okay. So we always talk about if you're trying to be with somebody, communication is a key factor. Uh All he would have had to have done to have rectified the problem he has here and not jeopardize a relationship with a good looking and stable woman is communicate. Uh Instead, we get the fucking weird story that is about to unfold. And Dude, that is that it's Jesse, hilarious, though. I mean, you're not There's wrong. There's so it's not much hilarious. funny stuff that's going on. Um, I want to see the. <clears throat> you know how, like, every once in a while, you like headcanon shit of like this happens because yeah. you don't see it. I want to see what happens after the date, after all the meals are comped and everything, and they leave. 
What did they take in doggy bags? What went home? And what are they eating for like three days? Because they ordered a lot of food. They did. They did, man. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the waiter, he starts telling them the specials. And Jesse's just like, well, take them all. Apparently, there were six specials. And he's taking them all. And, and the a- best bottle of champagne they got. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which, uh, on record from working in a liquor store, a class bottle of champagne can be about $1,000. Yeah. I mean... I don't know how fancy this restaurant is, but... I mean, that definitely wasn't no $10 bottle of champagne that was brought to the table. <laughs> no. But, uh, I mean, yeah. so it makes me laugh, though, because Parker and him have great on, uh, on-screen on chemistry. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, the actress that's playing Parker and him, yeah. they're just, they're really cute together. Yeah. Um, and you can clearly tell that she's into Jesse. Jesse's in his head a lot about, like, Try to be funny, but try to like seem educated and like yeah. laugh at her jokes. Even like, and then he's like, "Oh man, she made a really good point about global warming," but I have no idea what she's actually talking about, so I can't and respond can't to that. It. He doesn't have his phone, so he can't like sneak to the bathroom and look some stuff up. Yeah. And the line he delivers here, as morbid as it is, made me laugh my ass off. And that's, "You'll be dead by then." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we'll all be dead by then. <laughs> we'll all be dead by then. And I'm like, not a good fucking date. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he even says that to uh, to himself, yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it got me thinking, too. And I'm like, I went out on a date one. Okay, so I know this has been a really long episode to start. Yeah. But tell me about the best date you ever went on. I've never really dated. Son of a bitch. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm like, going to save the day. You ready for this? Yeah. I took a girl on a date, and it was supposed to be this simple, let's go sit next to Lake Erie and just talk. It's 10 o'clock at night. There's going to be nobody down there. She's like, yeah. that sounds really nice. So yeah. we drove down there. We walked. You had to walk through this little tunnel to get onto the beach, but we, we get down to the beach. Beach is empty. We find a nice log. We're sitting on the log. And all of a sudden, this guy comes walking by and he goes, Oh, hey, I was going to play my like mandolin over here. And I like don't want to bug you guys. Is that okay? And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? And she goes, I, I'm okay with that. And I'm like, Have at it, dude. So this dude's like, Yeah, man, like, thanks. I just didn't want to like harsh your mellow. And I was like, <laughs> okay, we're talking. So he goes and sits down, and dude, all of a sudden, like, all the clouds in the sky just, like, drift, and there's this beautiful fucking starlit sky, and there's us sitting on the beach, and there's this guy in the background playing, like, Ren music on a mandolin. And it turned out to be this really romantic date that was supposed to just be two people sitting there talking. Yeah. And then I was like... I feel like if I don't ask to kiss you right now, I'm the asshole. And she's like, a little bit. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> Very nice. That was a great one, man. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So Dr- Jesse's kind of freaking out. Uh, you know, He's trying to remember somebody's phone number to, to call. Yeah. And he I can only it. remember one phone number. And it's still a radio station. It's not just any radio station, John. It's 88.1 FM 
the Wesleyan radio station. It is the same radio station that Ted was the uh, program director of when he was Dr. X. No shit. It is the exact same radio station. That is badass. And he requests a song. He does, yeah. Uh, sweater, sweater weather by I don't know who the band was, but um, and I found out this is a real radio station at Wesleyan. Oh no, it's shit! Eighty-eight point one FM, yeah, W E S W E S U FM. This is the Wesleyan uh, campus radio. Yeah, damn, look at you doing some research over there. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, in Central Connecticut, that's where oh. Wesleyan is. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so he I decides love... to make a run for it. He does. I mean, at first I thought he was just ditching. Like I was like, oh man, he just ditched out on Parker. There goes any chance of this ever like working. Yeah. But then, of like we said, so he gets to the bar right after they had just locked the door. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh no! I was like, poor Jesse. The one with the real emergency who's trying to, like, rectify shit. And he's like... Two, you know, one minute even. One minute earlier. And yeah. he'd, have, he'd have caught them, at least. If it had been the phone call. Yeah. You know, maybe he shouldn't have uh, requested a song. <laughs> yeah. But again, though, communication. All he should have done was, at that point, walk back over and been like, listen, Parker, this has yeah. been really, really fun. Uh, you know, I... I didn't have my cell phone on me tonight. All my credit cards are in my cell phone. I'm really sorry. Which you know he does basically do that once he comes back. Yeah, finally he finally does because he gets back there and the table's covered in food and covered she's about in food to leave. And she's yeah, dude, she's pissed. Yeah, Rightfully she's... so at that point. Oh yeah, I mean apparently according to her, he was gone for a half an hour. Yeah. And she well, still that's, that's how I made the judgment that Ellen had to have been gone longer than that. Because, <clears throat> like, if he was only gone for half an hour, she went all the way down to the bar and back. And from what I understand, she was walking. Yeah. Like, Jesse was probably at least driving. He took Maybe. the girl on a date. Like, Well, I mean, no, because he comes running down the street to the bar. Oh, you're right. No, I think he legit ran to the I bar. I mean, either way, though. That's still... Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he ran to that. So, bar. yeah, but he goes back, and he tells her, he's like, listen, I was trying to be funny and do all these things that, you know, I think I'm supposed to do on this date because I want to impress you, and I just, I'm really sorry. And she's like, that's okay. I understand. And then she, like, gets up from the table, and I'm like, oh, she understands, but she's going to leave. She doesn't fucking leave. She no. turns around... And, like, stretches, kind of, and then, like, grabs this chunk of fucking hair from the lady sitting there and, like, pulls, like, three or four strands of hair out. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the fact that the person didn't turn around and be like, excuse me. Like, I well, was she, like, like, she, like, grabbed at her head, like, what was that? Yeah, Damn. but, like, doesn't turn around to see what happened. Eh. So she sits down and puts the hair on her food, and Jesse's looking at her kind of weird, and she goes, well, it can't be our hair colors. Then that gets, you know, obvious. And I was like, "Wow!" That she go- is- I, I put I put in my notes. She goes all fake, Karen. I mean, kind of because she she. I mean, she's not being a Karen. She's pretending to be so that they can get out of the bill. 
I mean, you're you know right. what I mean. Hundred percent, you're right. Yeah, but I, I love how Jesse's like, "You're crazy," and she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I'm okay with that." Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, I sat here for a half an hour while you were running around the city." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and man. So, Jesse's impressed by her insanity, and I love. I mean, Dahmer Doppler. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I just thought it was really cute that, like, she fucking, like... Because, like, typically, like, a restaurant's not going to comp an entire fucking ticket for, like, hair in one food dish. They're going to comp that dish, not the entire fucking meal. But it's because she's like, um, I'm going to tell all my followers about this. And, and, yeah. And, and one of my followers is Tay Diggs. Tay like, Diggs! Like... If it was just a random, you know, couple, that's one thing. But like, if if they are to believe her story, if she if she has a big reach, and it could really mess with them. So motherfucking day digs. Yeah, motherfucking day digs. <laughs> so the date ends, and then this is where like all the stories come back together, kind of. Yeah. And they're all sitting at uh, Pemberton's. Yep. And they're all well. They're finally all getting their phones. Yeah, they're back. counting. They're counting down like five to midnight so they can get yeah. their phones back. Yeah. But then they all get yeah. their phones and instantly go right back to just being like glued to that screen. Yep, right there. Uh, pa- apparently, Parker texted Jesse. You know, she's excited to see him again. You know, <laughs> she she wants your boy. <laughs> yeah, it's because she hasn't seen you say your boy. <laughs> And oh, then, man. and then Sophie discovers that NSYNC was actually at the party. Yeah, and they were even looking for the girls. Yeah, dude, I love that. There was this little throw where, like, she's on like Instagram or something, and he's like, yeah. "That's Joey," and he's like, "Hey," and he's like, "Where are those girls at?" Yeah, I, I love Lance. He's like, "I even talked to my husband, and he already okayed the other one as my hall pass." It's like Vale could have actually slept with Lance Bass. I missed that line. And they both freak out and scream. And then I love how the episode ends with Bye 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 playing. Great stuff. But I noticed something. The video that they watch, it says live up in the corner. Which they still could have made it. It's a live, yeah, they're live streaming from the the factory. Yeah. They could have just been like, we got to get back down there right now and just left. They could have totally made it. Posted a comment and been like, we're on our way, went to the wrong place. Yeah. They Again, totally communication. They could have totally made it, and then Vale could have banged Lance Pass. Boom. And I, I mean, I bet you Sophie would have probably banged Joey Fatone. I'm just saying. Come on. You got that opportunity, you're going to go for it. There, that's plenty of something. So the opportunity comes <laughs> up, you're going to bang him? Sure. And then are you going to talk about Sharknado? Oh, 100%. He'd be like, yo, Joe, it was like being eaten by that shark. And he's like, you know, that was fake, right? You're like, what? <laughs> like, don't you tell me these lies. <laughs> I watched you get eaten by that shark, Joey Fatone. Don't <laughs> you fuck with me. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me ask you this. How far do you think um, Jesse and Parker's relationship will go? It's going to be... Bah, 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 bah. No, I think it'll, it'll last a little while. I think this is going to stick around for a little bit. Yeah, I, I hope so because I like her. I, re- I really. So like do her. I. 
And yeah. I mean, they clearly hired a, a big actress to come in and play the role. They're yeah. not going to give her just like six, seven episodes. She's going to be around probably till the end of the season. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, all right, uh, I think that's that's the end of the episode. Well, what are your overall thoughts on what we just watched? By golly, Mister, it was a great episode. Yeah, I thought it was damn good. I, I really, it's a, good, I really it's a good fucking. It was damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I, mean, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't a bad episode. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, all the all the little things just really make it special and give it that "How I Met Your Mother" <clears throat> stamp. Yeah. Wesleyan, the fucking um, deprivation five thousand. Yeah, like like all the small shit. The appearance of Joey Patone and Lance Bass, but not yep. Chris Kirkpatrick because he got his ass kicked. It's true. It's very true. All right, so uh, I guess if uh, we ain't got any more things to, to talk about for the episode, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? You don't have any questions or anything besides that this week. I'm shocked. I mean, ju- just the one that I asked about about Jesse and Parker Fair. is the only one that. That that I had off the top of my brain, uh, you know, top of my brain. Do you have any? Well, no. Okay. I don't. But you're usually the one who comes up with like two or three, and you're like, "Let me pick your brain." Well, that's the one that I had. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find me, hop on over to Twitter. I am at simply saying J one. I'm the guy with the podcast. It's not your mama's podcast. Also, leave me a comment down below or at any of the Twitter accounts, the Patreons. Go to my personal. I'm thinking about starting a TikTok. And bringing back my wrestling personality, alter ego, and just doing nothing but like promos and talking and teaching people how to talk and cut a good promo. If you yeah. think that might be a good idea for a TikTok, let me know because your boy is on it. There it is, folks. You can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc of the Movie Blog. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, you are on the Merc of the Movie Blog YouTube channel. So be sure to uh, check us out there. Be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and click and that, ring that bell. little bell. And if you do ring that little bell, don't forget that you can set your notifications on your mobile device to let you know when this motherfucker drops new content. You got it. Be sure to leave comments on the YouTube uh, videos. You know, we love to hear from you guys. You can leave comments anywhere, though. Leave anywhere that they're applicable. That's true. Uh, And if you are listening to us on podcast form, head over to anchor.fm slash last call H-I-M-Y-M. You can leave us a voice message over there. We'd love yeah, to hear uh, right. hear you that way. And if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, you can, if you want to leave us a five-star review, we'll read that out on air as well. And always, you know, if you're on, like, Spotify and you want to rate us, you know, it helps us out in the, in the rankings and everything. Hell gets us yeah. seen by more people that way. And be sure to hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at lastcallhimym, as well as patreon.com uh, slash himym. All of those areas is where you'll find us. And, uh... Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the show, and because uh, we're enjoying doing it. Yeah, so uh, I think that's all I got for man. What do you got for him? Uncomfortable silence. <laughs> listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you next time.